0: Soccer, news, you know, we got some problems. So, you know, we know talking how to solve them? We may laugh, we may learn, we might be your game, Smith Peace. All right, Lady Balls, before we dive into the episode, I have to tell you guys about a product that I've been using every day. I started taking AG1 because I was always forgetting to take my vitamins and pills, and it was getting expensive buying them all just to throw them out once they were expired. But I wanted to strengthen and support my immune system and have more energy and that's where AG1 came in. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, and probiotics to help you start your day off right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your immune system, your energy, recovery, and your focus. AK, all the things that are important for athletes. Plus, bonus is actually affordable and cheaper than buying all those supplements. Not to mention, it tastes good. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash soccer grl. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash soccer grl to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hello.
1: I'm Nicole. How are you?
0: Hi. Are you?
1: Who's that? Hi, yeah, bud. This is Cash, my dog. Oh, my <laughs> oh, nice! Say
2: hi, buddy. Do a puppy picture at the end, if we get Shannon, <laughs> if you can get Sunny up there. Do
0: puppies
1: <laughs> know that they're on Zoom though? Because like Sunny never knows. no clue what's happening yeah. right now. Look at him; he's lost. He's not the smartest. <laughs> kid. Oh my god, oh. I love him. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? We're good. So you had? Did you have training already today? Yeah, we just like unorganized off season stuff it kind of it's just like a toss-up every day what's gonna happen <laughs> what How numbers are- do you have where are you going what facility are you using like yeah. it's do a shit show do so. you train with other people yeah so we have a good group um of like nwsl players mls guys some usl guys um that train between like two facilities that we use so we're lucky that we have a really good group in jersey that's great yeah that makes it's the all nice. season a little easier Oh, it makes it so much nicer to not have to like plan your own trainings and stuff. And especially cause like it's cold here. So like if I had to go train outside, I probably just wouldn't. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we love everything about your soccer story. We were just talking about your journey, um, but we'd love for you to just tell our listeners a little about it because I think it's so relatable um we know you played college at william and mary um Mm -hmm. i actually went on a visit there with my brother it's such a beautiful school nice little school yeah why did you why did you pick it i would assume academics too
1: um it was weird actually i like really didn't want to go there i really wanted to go to villanova um and we were at like a college showcase and the william and mary coach was there watching someone on the other team And I guess he liked me and he reached out to my coach and I was like, absolutely not like I've never heard of that school. I'm not going there. Like I'm going to Villanova. And then I went to Villanova and they didn't offer me a scholarship. So my mom was like, just take a trip to William & Mary and see if you like it. And I committed on my drive home. (laughs)
2: <laughs> experience was basically what happened to me for field and it's like it just goes back to the point where players
1: need to go and visit the campus yes one thousand percent.
2: experience i
1: actually think i might have visited william mary twice because i think the first this was so long ago i think the first time i went there it was winter break and i was like I need to like meet the people who like live on this campus before I decide on a school, especially like the soccer team. Like if I don't like the girls on the team, then why would I go there? And then I think the second time I went back and did like an overnight and that's when I committed on the drive home. But it was just like, yeah, my, my parents and my high school coach like literally made me. They're like, you're going for a visit. And I was like, fine. I, I How
2: happy are you that
1: they made you? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So happy. It would have changed everything. Like I, I, it was, it was a good academic school, but at the time they were like a top 25 soccer school. Like they were having a, a, a very, very good year. And so it ended up being the best soccer school I was looking at too. And had I gone to any other school, like I don't even think it would have ever come up that I should perf- like pursue professional soccer. So I think, yeah, it all just like worked out as it should have.
2: Can you actually talk about that? Like at what point were you inspired to play pro and you were like, Oh, I I actually think I'm going to
1: try this out. Um, uh, okay. So I was a sophomore at William and Mary maybe. And I had an assistant coach who pulled me aside and was like, like, you're obsessed with soccer. Like you're pretty good at it. Have you ever thought of like pursuing this after college? And I was like, no, no chance. Like, I play at William & Mary, like, where am I going to go play soccer after college? And I don't even know. I think the NWSL was really new at that point. And there weren't a lot of teams and everyone playing in the league was like national team players or they graduated from like UNC or UCLA, like a top five program. And so I was like, there's literally no chance in hell I could ever make one of those teams. But like the idea of it is exciting. So that summer I went and trained with the sky blue reserve team which was like a completely made-up team it was like i think the sky blue coach showed up at one game like we had like no relation to the team i think we scrimmaged them one time we got like our asses kicked and then we went home and like it it was like not it was not the reserve like team experience that i thought it was gonna be and then junior year at Limon mary I like wasn't thinking about it too much. And then my senior year, I had a really good season. And I just like fell more in love with the game than I like had been all of college. And because I had such a good year, I thought there was a chance that I could maybe get a look with the team. So my assistant coaches at William Mary were like, just try like put your name in the draft, like, just see what happens. And I didn't get drafted. And I was like, I didn't expect to get drafted, but I was like kind of disappointed. So I was like, maybe I do want to play if I like actually cared about that. And so I had a spring break trip planned, like my senior spring break. All of my friends were going like somewhere out of the country. I don't even remember where it was. Everything was paid for all inclusive. And I was like, you know what? Like, screw this. I'm I'm canceling the trip and I'm just going to go to like Sky Blue Open tryouts and somehow got invited into preseason. And. I got cut so fast like I was so bad but it was so fun and that's when in my head I was like okay I think I actually care more about doing this than I thought I did and so I never really at that point thought I could do it but I knew that I would love to if I ever could wait so you guys cut but you were like <laughs> this was so fun oh my god yeah what it was wild <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever um talked to Kelly Conhini have you guys interviewed her before she is, she, so we, we, she's a couple years older than me. And, um, we were both coming from open tryouts. This is like, I'm going really in depth here. Um, we were both at open tryouts. So we just like became friends. Cause like open tryout girls like stick together at preseason camps. And the whole time, like I was, I was horrible. I was one of the worst players on the field. Kelly was like thriving. She was doing great. I was one of the worst players on the field. And me and Kelly just kept saying to each other, like, this is so fun. Like, this is amazing. Like, I was getting yelled at, I was giving the ball away. But I was like, this is so cool to be surrounded by players that are like this good with a staff that seems like organized. And I'm like, this is so much fun. And so when I got cut, I was like, darn, like I was having a good time. But I actually went and just got a job because I was like, I suck. Like, I'll never, this guy's tail. Uh, like, I was like, I suck. I'll never be able to play with these girls. But like, that was a cool experience. So I went and like worked for two years. And then I ended up getting Lyme disease. And I was like, really sick with it. And that's when I was like, okay, what do I actually like want to be doing? And it was not sitting at a desk. Like my my jobs were just so, so boring. And so I was like, whatever, screw it. I'm just going to like play soccer and see what happens. And that's how I got back into playing pro. It was weird. It was wild.
2: That really is amazing. And I mean, so for those two years, were you still staying fit and exercising?
1: Oh my God, no.
2: No. I
1: was doing like, or I was going to like Orange Theory three times a week. Like I was in the worst shape of my life. Like, you know, when you stop playing college soccer, like you go and you start working and you're like. You're eating, like, Like you just, like, gain... Your body changes after you stop playing for a while. And that's exactly what happened to me. And I was living in D.C. with all of my friends from college. So it was essentially, like, a bunch of college kids who now had money. So we were going out all the time. I was so incredibly out of shape. Like, my first workout back, like, I, I was just, like, blacking out the entire time. It was horrible. It was how did horrible. you get back into it? Like, how did you... <laughs>
2: Did you hire someone to help you train to get back into it?
1: Yeah. So I, I this is still, I train at this facility called AP2T. It's in New Jersey. And um, this was in 2018. So I went in there for a workout. I was actually working at the time, but I took a leave because I was just like, dealing with Lyme disease. And I was like, I have to get healthy before I can like sit at a desk and actually focus on this. And part of recovering from Lyme disease is like taking care of your body. So like eating healthy, like paleo diet healthy and like exercising regularly. So I was like, I know that I have fun playing soccer. So like, that'd be a fun way to exercise again. So I went to this facility and yeah I just like jumped right into some of their training sessions like it's it's stuff like speed and agility and like pushing sleds but also like technical stuff with a ball and pickup and so I just like completely jumped right back into it and I at first I was like I'm just gonna ease into it so like make sure I don't die but I just like I just like hit the ground running and I was like I think I could actually get back into shape and I could actually be decent if I like commit to this so that's what I did that's There's
2: so cool
0: and did you right away like did did you think okay I want to play pro like were you having fun at the same time just like yeah oh my god so much fun Trials. and
1: so like at this facility we play with um we play with a lot of guys and so for me I was so used to playing soccer at William & Mary which is like a mid-major it's all like girls who are kind of around the same level so like it was challenging in a sense, but it wasn't like it wasn't like my head was spinning at William Mary. And then when I started playing with these guys, at first my head was spinning, but I realized that if I like stuck through it, I was getting better and better. And there were NWL players there, so I'm like, if I can keep up here with like these girls and guys, and I'm having fun, like what's to say that I can't do it in an actual like preseason camp? So I went back to Sky Blue Open tryouts. <laughs> and tried (laughs) tried out a second time and by that time there was a new coach and so then they called me into preseason. i was like wow this open tryout thing is so easy (laughs) i was like how is this happening again so then i went back in and i lasted like three weeks longer and i actually like don't know if i fully deserve to be cut whereas the last time i was like yeah get me the hell out of here like i suck this time i lasted like a whole month which was three weeks longer than last time. And I was like playing pretty well and keeping up, but I still got told I wasn't gonna get contracted. And they were like, you can still practice with the team if you want. But then randomly I got a text from someone who I trained with at AP2T and she was like, I'm playing in Sweden. My team wants an American midfielder. Do you wanna come? And that was like a week after I got cut from sky blue. So I flew to Sweden and then I played there with like two days notice you
0: get nervous you don't sound like like you ever get nervous in playing (laughs)
1: um I think after I like quit my job and I committed to it I was just like so all in that I was like whatever I have to do to play like now that I know what a like office job is like I have my whole life to do that so like I had like no fear after I fully like committed myself to I'm going to play and I'm going to have fun with this while I'm in my twenties. That's such a nice feeling.
0: I feel like everyone wishes they did that earlier.
1: Yeah. And I asked, I don't think I would have done that if I didn't see like what like adulthood would be like on the other side of that. Cause I feel like I have so many friends now who are like, Oh, like, like who likes to work really? Not many people. And They're all like, play for as long as you can, like, do all you can. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Believe me, I know. Because I worked in the office and the whole time I was like, what am I doing here? Like, this is horrible. Yeah, you got a taste for it. And you know what you want to do.
0: Yeah. So then you went to Sweden and then you came back to Gotham from there, right?
1: Yeah, so I went to Sweden. I was on one team for a year and then I was on a team in the in the so i started in like a lower tier then the next year i moved up to a team in the higher tier and then halfway through that season something like happened with our visas so we got sent home early and right before we left i emailed the sky blue coach who had previously cut me it was denise reddy and i emailed her and i was like can i just come train with the team like while well, i figure my stuff out and she was like yeah sure so the coach who cut me is actually the coach that ended up bringing me back in And my first practice back with them was, like, the best soccer practice of my entire life. Like, I don't know what happened, but it just, like, everything found a place. And I was, like, in all the right spots at the right time. Like, like so much of it had to be just, like, luck and timing. But I had the best practice of my soccer career. And afterwards, she was like, yeah, we want you to stay here. And I was, like, sick. (laughs) This is like my favorite soccer story ever because it is erratic. Like it is, it is all over the it's so world. chaotic. Like when she told it. me that, that that I, she was essentially saying like, "Yeah, you can stay." And I was like, "I've been trying to get you guys to let me stay since 2016. Why are you so <laughs> casual about this, lady?" <laughs>
2: all i'm hearing though is that there is no like one route to play professional soccer you took like 50 different turns and you stayed positive and you stayed in it because you loved soccer yeah like like, look where it brought you your your friend texted you come play with me in sweden like what are the chances you know like what i feel like doors open for you and if you say yes and you take those opportunities right it brings you like to these amazing places, and totally, you know, it's just so it's so cool to are <laughs> Like, and of course, I, I actually just want to address this though. Did you ever feel like so defeated and down because this journey doesn't seem like it was an easy one?
1: You know. Um. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. But most of my like defeatedness came once I made my way back to Sky Blue. Because those, like, in between years in Sweden, like, they weren't very challenging. I was kind of just, like, traveling and playing. And I always knew that my goal was to get back to the NWSL. Like, I like that's the, the end game, like, playing in America. Um, so I was just, like, doing what I thought I had to do to make it to the NWSL. And then once I got there, I realized that there was, like, a whole nother, like, journey to be had. Because, like, now... Oh, okay. I made it back to it was Skywood at the time, not Gotham. Okay, now I don't. Now I'm not getting paid. So now I'm fighting for a contract. And then I got a national team replacement player contract, and I was contracted for like a week. And then I was unpaid again for a couple weeks. And then I was put on a supplemental contract. And then they messed up my paperwork, so they took away my supplemental contract. So it was just like it was. It was like things were. Even rockier. Once I got to the place where, like, I thought was gonna be like my like woohoo moment, where I was like, I made it. But like, I just realized that for me and like a lot of competitive athletes, nothing is ever good enough. So it's like you accomplish one thing, and then your mind is immediately like, Okay, what's next? Okay, got a contract. Now I want to play. Now I'm playing a couple minutes. Well, now I want to start. Well, now I'm starting. I want to start every game. Like nothing is ever gonna be good enough. Um, And so that's kind of what I've learned through my time in the NWSL. It's just like, there are moments where you're gonna like feel that really hard and you're gonna want to quit. And those are the moments where I was like, yeah, this is really difficult. Like, I don't know how much longer I can do this. But then I love soccer so much that I usually bounce back from it.
0: I was gonna say, how do you keep going in those moments? Because so many people are like that. It's like, I have this goal. And once I hit it, I'm going to be happy. And then you yeah. hit like, oh, no, I want to hit this now to be happy. Like, How do you right. stay, maybe not content, but how do you stay motivated during those times?
1: I think that a lot of it just comes from how much fun I have. Like, even like in these past couple years, there will be times where I wouldn't make a roster and I'd be like devastated, like hysterical, like this is the end of the career, my career, like eventually I'm going to get cut again. But then I like, go to practice the next day and I like can't even stay angry because I'm having so much fun. So I think it just taught me that like, like, it's uh, like, I would go to practice and be like, I'm going to be pissed today. Like, I'm going to show them like, this bothers me because I think, because I'm so like, I'm like really outgoing and I'm laughing a lot. I think it can be mistaken for like a carelessness. So I'm like, I'm going to be angry today so that they know that I'm pissed. And I just like, can't do it. Even if I am angry, like I just have too much fun. And so I think it, it taught me that like my lows are really like, are fleeting and in this league like you just have to have a short-term memory because things can change so quickly like even this year like the second to last game of the season they didn't roster me and it was like a huge surprise to me and I was like well that sucks and then the next game i rostered and I play so it's just like things in this league are so all over the place that you just have to realize like a low is just like a a moment of disappointment and it doesn't have to last
2: that was so beautiful. I feel like <laughs> we need to just like repeat that whole entire section because I mean, that we always try to help players understand and it's something we wish we wish we did too. But like stop harping on a mistake or that yeah. you failed for a whole two weeks or something where it's like literally eating you alive because literally the next day everything can change if you just like let it go. Oh. It's okay. to You have to feel the feelings, but like harping on it is not going to help. And like you said, like things could change so
1: quickly. Yeah. And when you harp on the lows, it just, you play worse. Like when you're like anxious and you made a mistake, so now you're afraid to get the ball again. Like when you overthink everything, you get anxious and you get nervous and then you don't play well. So it just like, it doesn't benefit anyone for you to hold on to mistakes that you make or like disappointment that you feel. Not to say, like, I'm I'm not saying I'm perfect at that. Like, I had, like, several mental breakdowns over the past three years. But, like, I, I when I rationalize it, like, that's when I can get myself out of those moments. Mm-hmm. But, like, I still cry and, like, freak out like everyone else, obviously.
2: Yeah. I feel like that's healthy, though. You have to feel the feelings.
0: Which, yeah. Which I love. Like, I love how you do show that, on, like, on your social media and everything. I think a lot of people can relate to that. You're not just showing, like, the highlights, but you're showing, like, the different sides of being a pro and how it's not always easy it is it is hard but i think that being like real and raw a lot of people can relate to you more for that
1: yeah i try to be like super honest on social media and i try to make it so that if you've like seen my socials then you're not going to meet me and be like that's a different person like i just want to be like as real and genuine in all aspects of life and i want that to be like yeah shown on my social media that like this is who i am and this is what you're gonna get no matter like where you meet me so that's why i'd put that stuff on my like instagram and stuff i'm like today fucking sucked i don't can i curse on this (laughs) be (laughs) (laughs) Be yourself be yourself (laughs) i curse a lot though
0: i love that though i feel like that more people can relate to you that way like that's what you want like i mean I, that's what i i like following accounts where i can relate to someone not like yeah. oh, this persons you know mm-hmm. eating avocado toast and going on bacon. right 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 <laughs> like, you want to see <laughs> also what, what else is going on in their lives like what can right. i do
1: and i think that's like why i've been able to um like connect with the gotham fan base so well because we have a lot of fans that just like want to know you and want to relate to you And so I've like developed a really great relationship with them um, just by like saying how I feel and like being honest about it. And that has made me feel like super valued at Gotham and it became like a part of why I loved playing for them. So, yeah, I just think like this relationship that you can have with the people who want to relate to you, like it's mutually beneficial and it makes everyone feel good. So why not? Why not do it?
2: I'm so happy you just brought that whole topic up too, with, with how you approach social media as a professional athlete. Because I feel like, I feel like when people are too big time, everything is curated. Everything like you they can't—they're afraid to say anything. They don't want to like you know just hop on and talk. And I feel like these young girls—they they, want to—they're aspiring to be these professional athletes, but they're not seeing. The behind the scenes and the hard times and like yeah. you know what it actually takes to be a professional athlete they're just seeing really cool photos of them playing and like you know like they right, don't always right. everything so i feel like it's so important the role that you're playing i i hope to, and pray that like so many more pros like like you are i know
1: it. i have talked to some of my teammates about this and it's just it just comes down to it. So, like everyone's different and everyone feels different about social media and i and, and I, like i'm comfortable with it but not everyone is and so what kind of sucks is like for the people who are not as comfortable with it i think that because a lot is like left up to the imagination people make assumptions about those people and like okay they only post a couple times so they must be happy all the time so yeah i hope that like as as we grow like people become more comfortable with social media like Maybe cancel culture becomes like a little bit less of a thing, and everyone can kind of use it more freely.
0: Definitely.
2: Yes, hopefully.
1: What advice? Yeah.
0: I mean, you've given us so much advice, but or given players advice as well. If you could give one piece of advice to a younger female athlete, what would it be? Whether it's if they want to play pro or just if they want to have more fun, like, is there anything that you would go back and and say to your younger self?
1: Yeah, I've actually thought a lot about this because I, I get asked this question a lot and I feel like I always give this cliche answer of like, just remember to always have fun. And like, that's true, obviously. But for me, what I've learned most over the past couple years in the NWSL is that like, you're never going to get the external validation that you're hoping for. And so like, look at my journey, for example, like when I first tried out for Sky Blue, all I wanted was for them to eventually be like, okay, we think that you're good enough now. And now it's 2023. I just was there for like three and a half years. I had the best, probably like the best year of my pro career in the U S this past year. And I didn't get resigned. And so what has changed for me is that now I don't need people to be like, we think you're good enough to be here. I know that I'm good enough to be here. And like, that's what drives me now. And So I think what I would tell younger players is to just like believe in yourself. It's so cliche. I hate saying that, but if you actually believe that you're good, like be even a little bit like cocky and delusional in a sense, like you have to believe that you're good enough if you want to play at a high level and you can't expect other people to tell you that you're good enough. And so that's, that's what i've like learned the most like the only thing that's changed for me in three years like i just didn't get re-signed it's essentially being told we don't know if you're good enough to be here anymore but i don't believe it now and i believed it before i love and that if at any point along your journey you let other people's you know Valuation of you determine your own self value, you would have stopped 10 times along your journey. Yeah, like those are the moments where, like, now I'm quitting. Like, fuck this. I'm quitting. I'm retiring. I'm not doing this anymore. Like, this is the third coach that has now told me I'm not good enough to be on the roster. Like, then I must not be good enough. And it's just like, it's not the case. Like, there are so many uncontrollables. Like, all I can control is my attitude of practice, how hard I work, like, how I treat people. Like, that's not always going to equate to making the roster. Like there's so much more that goes into these decisions. So yeah, you just like, I have definitely over the years, like fallen victim to like, they don't think I'm good. So I must be bad. And it's just like, not the, re- it's just not the reality.
0: I love that. I want, I want to feel this way. You caught me on a good,
1: you caught me on a good day. You know, I have days where I'm like, nah, nah, I actually suck. <laughs> no, <laughs> you guys got me on a good day. <laughs> You've given
0: some like awesome advice. I, I love it all. Um, do you guys have any more questions before we go into rapid fire?
2: Nope. No, cool.
0: Just a couple. You could it's slow burning if you have to think about it. They're not that hard. Um, what's your coffee
1: order? Oh, iced iced coffee or cold brew with oat milk. Nice
0: that's
1: it all year
2: all year oh sorry
1: <laughs> oh. where are my hot fans I'm so sick of this ice coffee okay, when I, I make coffee at is, home uh, now,
0: I think hot I have hot warm. coffee at
1: home but if I'm like going to a coffee shop it's like special yeah. that is so, so
2: spot on that's yeah. I don't order I always order like right now nitro or cold brew out mm-hmm. but I make hot coffee at home yeah yeah that's
1: exactly what I do yeah hmm. Besides ordering iced coffee every fucking day, what are you doing on a day off? (laughs) Literally nothing. When I have my off days, like, I don't want to leave my bed. Uh, And I'm so, like, if we have, like, two off days in a row, then, like, one of them I could, like, adventure out of the house. But if it's just one off day, like, I don't want, like, I probably don't want to be spoken to, really. I just want to, like, sit with my dogs. And, like, I can sit with my friends, but... Like, don't talk too much. Don't make like, me watch TV. <laughs> no, it has to be a yeah. low. But, like I'm like, off days are off. Like, heart rate down. Yeah. Relax. Yeah. That's my, I want my watch to tell me to stand up more. Yeah. Like, I want my whoop to be like, are you alive today? That's <laughs> what I want. I like that. Okay. What's your favorite drill at training? <laughs> I despise drills. I'll tell you that. Cash. Come here, buddy. Come here um I like playing. Like, I grew up on a club team that did not do drills. Like, I, so I want to play small sided like every minute of every day. That's I don't my- blame
2: you. I actually, drills, especially complicated ones, I'm like, who has time for this?
1: Yeah. Like, I do love a good passing pattern, but like, if I had to choose one, I'm playing small sided. I'm playing. Love it. No That's- rules. Don't give me touch restrictions. No <laughs> yeah. bumpers on the outside. Just let me play. <laughs> that's
0: it um <laughs> uh, what's your favorite team to watch
1: um so uh i'm like a bandwagon epl fan so like two years ago i would have been like man city is my favorite team to watch and then last year i was like chelsea is my favorite team to watch and this year i love watching arsenal so i'm just like a big big epl girl and whoever's doing the best is like that that's the team i like <laughs>
2: For your right. honesty is refreshing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I like, I'm not capable. <laughs> hey, come here. You're ruining this. Come here, buddy. Taskin in here. There he is. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, listen, I got to <laughs> I'm like, if I, I just can't lie. It's just not in me. <laughs> so then, who is your current favorite player to watch? Uh, my favorite player well i'm still a big kevin de bruyne fan i just think he's like he's just like the perfect midfielder if i could replicate his game i would kevin de bruyne that's my answer oh let's go with a girl though um big kim little fan in the women on the women's side big kim little fan big Erin cuthbert fan she's on chelsea also really good midfielder There
2: you go. what's the craziest thing you've ever done
1: Craziest thing I've ever done? Mm -hmm. I mean, I moved to Sweden with two days notice. It's pretty crazy, right? That
2: is pretty crazy.
1: (laughs) Did you bungee (laughs) jump while you were there? I feel like everyone... I'm afraid of heights. So so sad. It's so sad. I would have loved... I wish I could do stuff like that, but I'm terrified of heights.
0: I think moving to another country with two days notice is is a good one.
1: Yeah, it's a good one, right? (laughs)
0: Definitely. Um, Teammate you would be stranded on an island with? (laughs)
1: <laughs> this is a hard one like am i stranded and my life is at risk or like i'm just having a good time
0: it's, it's deserted <laughs> uh-huh.
1: like i'm just trying to make sure they don't have to get me off the island um try to survive together I at least Tommy to <laughs> richardson would be one ashlyn harris would be another one for the fun aspect or That's the survival true. aspect? Because I feel like uh, Ashley Harris would kill a few animals with her hands. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I don't know. I think she would be fun. I'm not sure. Sh- I think like Allie Krieger is more likely to get me off the island. Yeah, Domi yeah. would just be like, like, you just wouldn't have a worry. She'd be like, it's fine. Like, we'll just chill it's here like quarter till tomorrow.
2: Season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> She's like, what should we do? Like, it would just be relaxing.
0: Nice.
1: Right. You're so on the electric chair. What's your last meal? Sushi. Oh, good choice. I die for some good sushi or like pizza. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love sushi. Those are great. yeah. And
2: last question What is your biggest soccer girl problem?
1: You know what? I don't know if this is like answering this question, but I just thought of this. I think you guys made soccer girl problems. How, when did you guys graduate college? I think I was in college when you made this. 2014,
2: and then Alana was 2012.
1: Yeah. So I graduated 2016. So I was in college, I think, when you guys started tweeting from that account. And I remember all of us at William Mary being like, why the hell didn't we think of that? <laughs> <laughs> and so that is a problem that I've had for years, and I'm just like, how did they think of that first? You guys are brilliant. <laughs> That's
0: <laughs> I, love I, I soccer, love not soccer girl problems. That's a first for us. <laughs> okay, okay. my
1: actual soccer girl problem. Um, I got cut from my soccer team. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, no, this is a weird one. But like taking my gear off after games, like getting your socks off and stuff. To me, it's just like the most frustrating thing in the world. Like getting like your cleats and your socks off and like I hate it. I don't for some reason that is something that grinds my gears that's like a chore in itself yeah it's like just get the shit off of me
2: <laughs> I like that one at least it's not like a hockey you know how hockey players they have like f- and football players they have like 500 things on but still
1: yeah do you totally ever stupid. see after the game like people have to like rip off their jerseys yeah how i feel about my socks <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. well that's the <laughs> 1st too. two we've never gotten that either
1: so <laughs> That was a good one. i blanking on what else to say about that. I, right I, I like that one. Mm-hmm. I'll also,
0: take it. Nicole, thanks so much for coming on. I also think you could be a stand-up comedian if you want to try.
1: Wow, what a compliment. You, crack,
0: you crack up a lot, but you gave some great <laughs> advice. and. I love your, your attitude. It makes it refreshing. And I think a lot of people could benefit from having a similar one, similar mindset to you.
1: It's definitely one of my favorite podcasts we've ever done. I have to say. Wow. Thanks guys. What a compliment.
0: All right, should we get the a dog? You guys want to get your dogs for a selfie? Yeah,
1: sure. Yeah, look at this buddy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's sleeping. He looks really tired.
1: <laughs> that cash is starting to growl. Don't do that buddy. All right.
0: <laughs> Ready? One sorry look at the camera. One, two, three. Perfect.
1: Thanks guys. That was fun. Thanks Thank so much. All right, bye. Soc and rules and know we got some problems. So two no matter where we talk I don't solve 'em. We may
0: laugh, we may learn, we might be your king.